listening to the Salt and Light podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Thank you for joining. Somebody say with me, it is finished. In John chapter 19, John chapter 19, I want you to know that Jesus walks in to crucifixion knowing that he will fulfill all prophecy, including resurrection. And in John chapter 19, verse 30, so when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. Somebody say with me, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. It is finished includes your pain. It is finished includes your past. It is finished includes your future. It includes your present. And if today you can receive the sacrifice of Christ and to know that what he has for you in store and know and believe that there's no pain that's greater than the purpose that God has for you, I believe today Jesus into our hearts gives us new life. Somebody say amen to that. Close your eyes with me and let's pray together. God, I thank you that your love and your mercy are new every day. That you take our sins and you put them away. And in the name of Jesus, we have new life. Right now, I speak, Lord, new understanding, new revelation of who you are into our hearts. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would take away anything that's not yours. And you'll bring your truth. Use my lips in Jesus' name. We all say, amen. I'm in the waiting room. Has been the longest week. They finally decided to do surgery. And as they say, we're going to move over to surgery. They give us a couple of instructions. You have to stay in the waiting area. Make sure you don't have food with you. But before you go in there, we don't know if this will be too much for your father. We don't know if this is too many, too many surgeries already. So we recommend that you go and say goodbye. As I'm walking into the room before I step outside, I'm praying and saying, God, I know that your promise remains. Now I'm here to tell you that even when death looks at you, even when death seems to be in front of you, there's a hope of glory because Jesus defeated death already for you. And you don't have to walk in fear. You don't have to walk in, in, um, in lack of hope. Today, I want to challenge you to live out the faith that we have in Christ so that you can know that in every situation our God is greater. As we walk out of that room, we pray together. And in that waiting room, those hours eternal. How many of you have ever been in a waiting area? The waiting feels eternal. I wonder if the disciples of Jesus felt this way, waiting by the tomb. I wonder how the disciples of Jesus were after he had promised so many things. And the Bible says, them lacking understanding and losing hope. And that understanding that when Jesus said, I'm going to die for you, he also said, I'm going to resurrect for you. I wonder if the disciples, as they lost hope and they flee in fear, thinking that they might be crucified themselves, if they lost hope in the waiting room, in the waiting area, I want to remind you today that when Jesus said it is finished, 
He was taking into consideration every area of your life and every situation that you think is too late. And he's saying today, and I pray you receive this today, he wants to give you new life, new hope. Somebody say with me, it is finished. In John chapter 20, the story keeps telling us. The apostle John in the gospel says this in verse 11. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she stepped, stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw the angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had laid. They and they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? So she said to them, because they have taken my Lord and not, do not know where they have laid him. I wonder if she had lost hope, if she had forgotten that he had said he was going to resurrect. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. And did not know that it was Jesus. Did not recognize Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She supposing him to be the gardener said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him, Rabboni, teacher, she has been waiting outside of the tomb. Matthew, Mark, Luke describe the scene with Mary being accompanied with several women getting ready to prepare his body. Now, I want to remind you that in places of death, Jesus is closer to you than you see. I want to remind you that what he promised for your marriage, that what he promised for your children, that what he promised for your calling, even in times where it seems like the cross has taken everything, the cross is only setting you up for the promises that he has for you. And in the cross, we have to remember that the Savior that we serve took our shame, took our pain. And that situation that you say, this is too much for me, was not too much for him. And as Mary goes into this place, and she's walking, and she's waiting. Somebody say with me, waiting. She forgets the promise. She forgets that Jesus said, I'm, gonna, I'm going to resurrect on the third day. Now... I'm telling you this, after being in the waiting area for two hours, because they said the surgery will take two hours, you know, I just lost my patience. It was two hours and one minute, and I stepped in, and I said, how's it going? The nurse says, the doctor's still in there. My response is, but you said, You told me two hours. It's two hours and one minute. Somebody say with me, the waiting. You know, and, and we put time frames for the surgeon. And we think 
that the tomb is our defeat and we forget that it's just a womb <laughs> to create what he's already called. Somebody say with me, it is finished. Two hours and 30 minutes. A nurse comes, somebody I hadn't seen before and I didn't see after, walks next to me, puts his hand on my shoulder and says, everything's going to be okay. I looked at him and I said, who are you? I didn't ask you. I'm weeping. Why are you weeping? Why are you crying? What's the promise? See, I had prayed with my father inside his room. And I said, Dad, if I don't see you again, Jesus, I want you to hear the heart of Mary on this. Sometimes we forget how real this is in our heart and in our life and why he came to this world. And why he didn't step down from the cross because he knew that you and I were going to need him today. And many times in the tomb, we doubt and we lose hope. Come on, where are my real people that I ever lost hope? That you start praying the problem. I, I know I lost hope because I start praying the problem. See, somebody comes and tells me everything's going to be okay. Why are you weeping? And I can recognize who's speaking to me because I'm so invested in the tomb that I forget what he promised. And he stands next to me in my pain. Come on, where are my real people in the house? In my lack of purpose, in, in my fighting with my kids, in that situation that I want, I don't want to be in the waiting anymore. And he stands next to me, why are you weeping? And I start, I, I call, I call my, my siblings and say, let's pray. And as I'm praying, the Holy Spirit speaks to my heart because I want you to know that what you think is a tomb is <laughs> just a womb. It's just a setup for what God has for you. And many times, look at me please, your greatest problem is just setting you up for the authority that God has for you. Because until you fight with a giant, you won't be able to take new territory. Because until you recognize that it's his protection, not his condemnation. Can I repeat that again? Can I, can I tell you that in his protection, there's places that he takes us that we say, God, I don't want to go through this. But he wants to bring life out of those places. And I start praying, and I'm praying the problem. Where are my people that get, that when a problem, it gets so, they get so invested. Come on, let's be real. And all we pray is a problem. God, fix this. God, change this. God, transform this. God, change him or I'm going to send them to you. God, <laughs> God, change her. God, give me a new boss. Come on. How many of you have ever been to just pray the problem? And as I'm doing that, I feel the Holy Spirit speaking to my heart. It says, worship. Worship. I start, I start thanking God. God, I thank you that you're using the surgeon. God, I thank you that you hear my prayer. Many of us need to go back to childlike faith. Many of us need to understand in the waiting. See, I'm looking around and there's kids in the waiting area having fun. 
And the mom's saying, portate bien. Stop it. Don't do that. Sit down. As soon as you tell the kid, sit down, what does he do? Come on, where are my people that weren't crazy as kids? Come on, that had no fear, didn't care where they were. They were just going to have fun. Where, come on, where are my dudes? Come on, where are my dudes that will play outside and throw rocks at each other? Come on, come on, where, where are my ladies? I said, ladies. Aha! Where are my ladies that will pretend, come on, will pretend to have a full kitchen with mud? Come on. I want you to listen. Your imagination was set free. Oh. Imagination is not bad. Uh. Our imagination takes us to a place of hope, of faith, and the enemy will try to make you forget what God has done in your life before and what he promised. He said, I'm going to resurrect. And can I tell you, because you're so bitter, I love you. Because you're so judgmental, because you're so poor in your mind, because you're weeping, why are you still weeping? The prophet told, God told the prophet, I've already discarded Saul, I have David. That's for somebody today. Scripture says in Isaiah 25, verse 8, He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord will wipe away tears from all faces. The rebuke of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. Somebody say with me, it is finished. Hebrews chapter 2 states, verse 14, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, Jesus himself, Likewise, shared in the same, that through death, somebody needs to be awake for this, that through death, he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. That through death, he might destroy, come on, any darkness, any curse, that through death, he will destroy the power of death that, is, that the devil had and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Through fear of losing, through fear of death, could not live in freedom. What will happen if you weren't afraid of dying? What would you do? I'll become a kid and run in the waiting area. I've ha heard this time after time. Uh, especially with young adults, what would you do? I like to ask them this question. What would you do if you did not, if money was not an issue? What would you do if you weren't afraid? And they go, oh, pastor, man, I'll become the next Toby Mac. Some spiritual ones go, not that Toby Mac's not spiritual. Some spiritual ones will go and I want to be a missionary. Some of the real ones Say, man, I'll start my own business, car racing.
because of fear that we're in bondage. Dad, let's pray together. If I don't see you again. Mira, mira, if I don't see you again. No, Dad. This is, this is your fourth surgery, man. How many of you love people that only have one gear forward? <laughs> you've been waiting, and the reason you've been waiting is because you're not acting in the faith that God has already given you through Jesus. Death is already defeated. Now, I'm going to give a parenthesis here, and I want you to look at me. You only have authority over the things that you fought with. Can I repeat that again? The reason Jesus has all authority is that he fought with everything that you're fighting with. All authority is given to him. He already paid the price. He already defeated your depression. He already defeated, come on, your anxiety. He already defeated your fear. He fought. He already defeated death. All power, all dominion is his. This is for somebody that can get this. I have authority over depression because I fought depression. Oh, you didn't hear me. Some of you have authority over loneliness because you fought loneliness and you're standing. In the name of Jesus, not in our strength. Some of you have authority over sickness because you defeated that cancer and now you can pray for people that are cancer. I don't know if you guys are awake today for this. The resurrection power, he lives. Somebody say with me, Jesus lives. And because he lives in us, now we walk in this authority. The enemy had authority over our life because of sin. But when you repent, when I repent of my sin, what he did, somebody said with me, it is finished. He took my shame. He took my pain. He paid for it all. I don't need the approval of my sister. I don't need the approval of my neighbor. Come on, somebody. I don't need the approval of social media. He has already stamped me. He's already stamped your heart today. And he's calling you and saying, it is finished. What I promised in your life, what you think is dead in your marriage will resurrect. And when we step into this place, we don't know that he's standing with us. Why are you weeping? My dad looks at me and says, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid anymore. used to be afraid but I know who holds my hand I know who holds my heart I invite you today to go back to that childlike faith John chapter 20 verse 24 keeps reading now Thomas called the twin one of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came the other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. This is so amazing to me. I don't know, I think John didn't like Thomas. I know I'm crazy as we leave it there. Matthew, Mark, Luke say that several of the disciples did not believe. So much so that when Jesus steps in to where they're gathering, he says, I can't believe you're looking at me 
and your heart is so hardened. You're seeing that I'm in front of you, but you don't recognize me because you don't want to see my scars. Can I go there or do I finish? I said, can I go there or do I finish? Can I tell you the problem we have in the church is we don't show our scars? And people, you know why Jesus is so relatable to all of us? You know what? He saves all of us because of the scars that I have that he carried. And But I grew up in the church. Where are my people? I grew up in the church. That messes us up, huh? <laughs> Come on, can we be real? It's the best thing and it's the worst thing. Let me tell you why it's the worst thing. Because many times at our homes, we didn't see the church. It's our responsibility to be the church at home. But it's the best thing because we understand grace and that we can get close to him. And the, the separation is no longer there. We can pray. So therefore, even though when I didn't believe, come on, or I didn't want to believe, even though my heart was hardened, when there was a problem, I'll be like, God, please help me. Because I grew up in the church. It's the best of things. And he will show up. But see, because I grew up in the church, I grew up in this place where people wouldn't show their scars. Here comes the reverend. Santo Alleluia. The people in the worship have a special anointing. Ooh. Oh, that sister can, can prophesy, can, can speak in tongues. Oh, yeah, she also speaks in tongues at home and... And we, we blend the gifting of Jesus with the person. And we admire the, the person when it's Jesus in them. So nobody had scars at church. And I have scars. But when I read that Jesus showed his scars, I stopped saying, how are you? Blessed by the best. I started saying, I need prayer. I need help. Somebody say with me, it is finished. As we keep reading in John chapter 22, verse 26. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside. And Thomas with them, Jesus came. The door's being shut. Come on. He doesn't care that you don't want him inside. He loves you so much that he goes there. There at the bar, he still talks to you. And stood in the midst and said, peace. That's what you're looking for. Peace to you. And he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands. And reach your hand here and put it on my side. Do not be unbelieving. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, 
because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Blessed are those that have faith like a child. Blessed are those that instead of praying the problem, start worshiping the solution. (laughs) Start worshiping the solution. That become kids at heart again. That don't ask for a sign. (laughs) But they can say, somebody say with me, it is finished. And know that what he has in store is better. Can I tell you, look at me, your, your best days are ahead of you. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what you've done. He died for us so that we can have a new life. And no longer live in that place. But pastor, I come and still struggle with these things. Because you're in the waiting room. He's coming back. And I can't wait to see him. And in this waiting room, I'm going to wait like a child. I got to enjoy everything that he has for me. And listen, the, the Lord that we serve wants us in the waiting room to pray for others to be healed. Has a purpose for you. And everything that's happening. Scripture says, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55 through 57. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Somebody say with me, victory. It says who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2 state, And you have, in you he made alive, and you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. This is what we're dead. In addictions, <laughs> in lust, Can you, any sin. We were dead in which once walked according to the uh, curse of this world. Listen. According to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit who now works in the sons of what? When I can obey, I'm obeying. When I can obey him, I'm obeying the power of the enemy. Scripture keeps reading. I'm going to go to verse 4. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love. With which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, even when we didn't want to recognize our sin, even when we didn't repent from our sin, made us alive together. He made us alive together with Christ and raised us up together, resurrected us together and made us us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I'm seated in heavenly places. Everything he has... Somebody say with me, it is finished. It's mine. Then it says that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Because where darkness abounds, his light, his grace overflows. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Four hours and 30 minutes, doctor comes out. And I don't know how this man's still alive. I mean, I'm telling you, he has a willpower to live. I said, that's the spirit of God in you. <laughs> Where your body, oh I don't know if you're ready for this. Where your mind, where everything submits to the authority of Jesus. 
that even in pain, that even in sickness, <laughs> so that even in that divorce, he is risen. And because he is risen, there's new life for you. There's new life for you. Jesus stands in the middle. Stands in the middle. I know you're doubting. Believe. Believe. But I can let go of this. Those are my wounds. <laughs> Believe, but but my but but this is hurting. Believe. But I can let go of this. Believe that I already took that in the cross for you. But I can't forgive. Believe. He stands in the middle and shows his call. <laughs> and because he lives, we now can live. <laughs> Will you stand with me, please? Why? Are you weeping? Somebody say it with me, it is finished. What's stealing your joy, what's taking your faith, what's embodying even your prayers so you don't see him when he's standing next to you. He has risen. He has risen. With your eyes closed where you are. Let's worship God together. We believe today, God. We believe today, God. Thank you for listening. Stay connected through our social media. And remember, we are family.